everybody. Welcome to episode 27 of the Pause Up podcast. Felt like only a few days ago we were doing a show, and now we're right back at it. Of course, I am joined alongside my wonderful co-hosts, Kevin Barral and Jonathan Mayer. How are you two doing? Real quick, real quick. Doing good. Doing good. And we are joined by... uh, an, uh, another member of the FIU football team. First, it was it was uh, Grayson James a while ago, but uh, now it is the veteran kicker of the FIU football program. It is Chase Gabriel. How the hell are you doing, Chase? I'm doing fantastic. I'm honored to be on here. I appreciate you guys having me. Oh, I, absolutely. Again, thank you so much for being on. You are now part of Pause Up Podcast Guest Royalty. Um, and and <laughs> Chase, are you there? Yeah, so I think I lost you guys for a second. But okay. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Go. it's all good. All right, all right. So uh, to those watching on our on our Twitter, thank you uh, as always. And for the sneaky sleuths out there that found out about our brand new Facebook and YouTube channels, give yourselves a pat on the back. Is that right, Kevin? Yeah. So we are kind of doing a quick transition from – lemon city we're still so just to be clear we're still with lemon city but we're going more independent type coverage kind of become an independent media outlet in a certain way but uh so there's a website on the way we have a youtube channel now as you can see all the episodes will still be there as jake is uploading them we've had to deal with a couple stuff on the technical and then we have a facebook which we believe could definitely grow so we're excited for that and we won't keep you guys held up too much on the explanation. We'll kind of Heck yeah. You, you, you guys will just have to see it to believe it. And yeah. this whole revolution starts with uh, today's episode featuring, of course, Chase Gabriel. And just in time, too, because uh, pr- summer practices um, for FIU football are right around the corner, I believe, a couple of days away. So, uh, Chase, um, before we get into that. As I mentioned earlier, you're now entering, I believe, your third year with FIU, uh, with FIU football. So, yes. you know, after spending a couple of years already at this university, just tell us what what do you think about it? And uh, we got to know where's the go to hangout spot. Uh, the go to hangout spot. Um, go to hangout spot. Uh, usually right after Friday, uh, after practice, a uh, couple of me and my buddies we go to the one pool and hang out. You know, you can't beat this weather down here. I know going up, I grew up in Georgia, and it was, you know, it was pretty warm for the most part. We had cold winters, and I'll tell you, mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of the cold weather. So one thing I love about FAU is the temperature down there. Since mm-hmm. going to school down there, I mean, it's been great. I will be honest with you, it definitely was a culture shock. When I first mm-hmm. got down there, wasn't used to any of it, but I love it. I mean, uh, um, for, um, I just I remember my second weekend down there. I went to the beach with a couple of my buddies, and they introduced me to uh, Bad Bunny, who I had never heard before. And now, you know, I know a couple songs by him. Uh, you can't, a- like, go a single day living here without hearing a song from Bad Bunny. Oh, so. I, he's, like, he's mm-hmm. I hear down there. And, you know, I know, I don't know if he even sung this song. I know, hey, for Gunto, uh, La Mama de La Mama. But, uh, <laughs> There's a new song he just came out with. Yeah, that. I was about to say he dropped a new song with Travis Scott and The Weeknd, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, uh, well, it's might be it, but it's a song that I just found out about. <laughs> uh, but the other kicker, Lucas, actually showed me this. It's uh, Where She Goes. Ah, uh, okay. 
babes. We're actually just playing in the locker room. Right. So, Chase, uh, at one point, at what point, excuse me, in your life, did you believe that you wanted to pursue football as a career? And how did you land on the kicker being your position? Uh, so I've always played uh, football and soccer growing up my whole life. And then so when I was younger, soccer, football always was part of me. My brothers, both, I had two older brothers. They both played football and soccer. And my dad also played football and soccer. So going up, uh, those two kind of grew up watching my brothers play, watched my dad coach it. And so as I got older – um, I used to play other positions, but my body just didn't decide to grow, so kicking was kind of like my go-to position, and so, I mean, it's just fine, and then, um, so what soccer really brought me into kicking for the most part, yeah, in that aspect, and so growing up, I've always wanted to play, it was always a dream of mine to play college football, because I remember growing up when I was, it'd be Saturdays in like 2010. And then a little CBS intro would come on, and yeah, you know, I'd get goosebumps so much on up on my arms. Uh, going up, watching, I was like, man, I wish I could do it. Just kind of like then and there it was kind of like when I knew I wanted to play. Yeah. Chase, I, I wanted to ask you. I was I was kind of looking back, and during the time with Glenn Academy in Georgia, you hit three fifty-yard field goals in a state playoff game on touchdown trick play. Oh. So just take us through through that game. Um, so that game was senior night against um, Bradwell, and uh, we were kind of go well. The field goal was just uh, just I couldn't have done it though. I had a, I was very fortunate because I know some kickers aren't as fortunate to have a great snapper and a great holder in high school, and so I was very blessed to have that. So I was helped out, but I mean. They kind of was just happening. And then that trick play, I'd been trying. I'd been asking my special teams coordinator like all year to let me run it at some point, and it, and then he just happened to let me get it. It was uh, it was about a couple seconds left in the second half, and we were right on the right half, which he had to work on it all practice all week, all year long. Wouldn't run it, and we were actually looking on film and Bradwell really. They brought that outside guy in to come in, and so it would because I mean. I'll be honest, I'm not the fastest guy, so we're going to need a lot of space for me to get around that corner if I'm going to be playing. So um, it ended up working out well to where that trick play was able to work out. So, yeah, but that was one of my favorite nights, definitely, in high school. What do you say? That That's the craziest game you've ever been a part of, including your time with FIU? Um, no. That blanket uh, was crazy, though. I will say the craziest game I've been a part of was at FIU, and oh, it I think I know. was against um, Law Tech. Ooh. Yeah, mm. he made a field goal to go to that, overtime. That double overtime winner, yeah, was incredible. That was definitely the craziest games, the craziest game I've ever been a part of. That game was incredible. What was that like? I know because that was a game where you had I think make I think it was a field goal. To send them to overtime, what was that like? The emotion to, you know, in a big spot to tie that game, tie the game up. Oh, it was, it was, um, I, I was, it was something else. But I couldn't have done it with uh, the offense moving the ball down the field. I mean, they placed me with, I think it was a twenty-six short field goal. So, I mean, yeah. 
the offense, I mean, they in no time put us in that position and then sent us into OT and then the play that um, I think was it Queasy or EJ to catch that pass? To, Who was that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Chris. The little. Took yeah. the pass to put us over and to win that game, which was awesome. I mean, our offense and, and our defense, too, for stopping them. In double overtime, our offense did incredible towards the end. That was a pretty electric game. I'm not going. That was that's definitely the craziest game I've been a part of. Let's talk about you know you know getting to FIU. What was that recruiting process like? Obviously, you had great numbers in high school, but what what made ultimately FIU decision uh, to play your college ball? Um. So over that summer, um, this is when I first met the special teams coordinator. At the time, it was that summer at a kicking camp, and I saw. He me, I got his number. It was Coach Villano. You guys remember James yeah. Villano. And uh, we met that summer. I think it was 2019, actually, when, man, it feels a long time ago. <laughs> Good. Uh, so it was 2019. We met at a King Cam. We kept in touch from then. And then my senior year, they always, and then each week he'd ask for my film and then uh, talk to a couple other schools through that, during that time. And then as the season went on, we already – I mean, he was kind of like the first coach. Like, FIU was kind of like the first school that showed a lot of interest in me. And that kind of – that meant a lot to me, you know, yeah, kind of the first people that – and he always kept in touch. So, then come across December, um, it's signing day, and I didn't think I was signing at all. It's like – so, I thought it was going to go to late signing day. But I got a – I woke up uh, – Actually, was sleeping in, didn't, wasn't expecting anything. I wake up, it's like seven or eight missed phone calls. Because I would mean, I didn't think any of it. In February, is a couple calls from my high school head coach, uh, my high school special teams coach, and then special teams coordinator and Butch Davis. And that's when I got my offer. And then I ended up actually signing in my mom's office that day. Um, and it was a crowd. I was like, oh, of course, I would love to go there. Um, so that's kind of how it went. It's kind of crazy, but um, yeah, that's kind of how it went with the whole recruit process with FIU. Yeah. So let's uh, let's transition a bit now um, into your first year uh, in Miami, right? So uh, as a, as a native of Georgia, which, Georgia, which we talked about a bit earlier. Um, Entering uh, Miami, of course, uh, South Florida being culturally, weather-wise, food-wise, everything, very different from Georgia. What were you most excited about and most nervous about upon your, your first time here? The most exciting thing I was about was definitely the weather, 100%. Probably the most nervous thing, going to a small town, everything, the truth, there was no traffic. And definitely most nervous thing was driving down there. Um, traffic. I mean, I've never grown up with traffic, you know. <laughs> My town has about seventy thousand people, he has millions. So I remember trying I remember when I was first learning like driving the turnpike, because when I come down and go down ninety five to the turnpike, I mean it's seeing people going everywhere. And so that was probably the most nervous thing at first, but after a year I kinda got used to it. Definitely. How's the Spanish though? I heard you know it's bad money, but how's the uh, the Spanish? The Spanish, 
Canada, like, hola, como están? Uh, <laughs> and, it's, and it's like, the donde eres? And then, you know, once we get there, kind of, uh, that's when I get lost. And, you know, I know the first <laughs> sentences, but I know, I know um, uh, when I was, I've got a buddy who originally was from down here. We we're on the fan and we were going to hang up and then, I finally learned the word Dale, and I was confused after I didn't know Dale. He was like Dale. I'm like, and I was going to say all right, bye, and he goes Dale. Man. I know what that word means now. It's kind of like peace, right? Dale, yeah, Dale, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I learned that, and that was pretty. That was something else. Uh, I know how to say goodbye or peace in Spanish. I know how to say hello, how are you? I know to ask where you're from, and then that's kind of it. And once you get past that, um, it's kind of like a guessing game. And then now talk about your getting to FIU as a freshman. Uh, you know, you're the starter. Obviously, it was a short season. But what was that like to have the confidence to to be as a freshman, to start games, you know, get opportunities to extra, extra, you know, extra points, field goals, and that opportunity for you and really how that helped you grow as, as a, you know, as a kicker? Oh, it, I mean, it definitely helped out a lot. Kind of just like getting thrown because, you know, sometimes like getting thrown in that live situation helps out a lot in games because – Obviously, in games, a lot different practice. But one thing that it teaches me is uh, that freshman year is, like, every, this, the kick is the same in practice as it is in the game. That's one thing that helped me kind of grow as a kicker. You know, like, any kick in practice. Like, if, when we're doing team field goal, it's going to be the same thing as when we're doing an, a field goal in a game. That's something that helped me out, being able to be in that situation freshman year. I do want to ask about the 2020 season, only five games in total. And, and you know, unfortunately, none of them ended how you wanted to chase. But, uh, you know, just talk to us about that that season as a whole. You know, a lot of games were rescheduled, canceled, and that was the pandemic season. And obviously, I, I believe you guys just – it was really difficult conditions to kind of go through that season, I would, I would assume. Yeah. So that season was – Interesting one, you know, COVID was going on that time stuff. That kind of messes everything up, you know, with uh, social distancing and stuff like that. And, you know, we had a bunch of rules that the coaches can't, like, we have to be spaced apart. We have to be meeting. So it's not like, kind of like face-to-face. So it's hard to communicate with each other. And so that kind of made it hard. And then going through um, the guidelines, through, like, traveling and stuff like that and then, our team was uh, in and out. You know, we started out, which not a lot of like, – I know that some teams, a lot of them get COVID all at once. Mm. And so by the time they got COVID this season, they were good to go. We kind of uh, – we're going to, like, phases of groups where people get COVID, like 15 to 20 people at a time. So that was kind of difficult when you have uh, four to five starters on each side of the ball out for the game and then – you have to get their room, people that are around them, you know, that could potentially have it. So it's mainly just uh, uh, people being ineligible to play due to the COVID. That was interesting, but um, I'm happy that it's over now, that we have no more COVID and that we're, I mean, not us, but pretty much never COVID, but yeah. that there's no more guidelines, you know. But that COVID definitely played a huge role in that season. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I've always wanted to ask this to um, someone who was on that, that 2020 squad, because again, the, the differences 
um, just week to week to week in that season versus now are just completely unheard of. It, it still is wild that a season even happened then. But yeah, you know, how, how, how did you guys initially find out about uh, games uh, being canceled and who was the first one to break the news to you? And, and how did you guys react week in and week out? So we would treat every beginning of the week as if we were playing on Saturday. And we'd usually find out around Thursday. Uh, before uh, It'd be about Thursday before we'd go on the trip, you know. We knew we had a couple guys out because a couple of times, I think maybe once or twice out of those games, we were unable to play due to the amount of players we had. I think at one point we had three, line, three offensive linemen, like, at practice at one point, you know, you can't, you can't really play a football game with only three linemen. So, um, and then other games, the team would contact us and they'd be like, Hey guys, we, we have 20, 25 guys out of COVID. Uh, we aren't able to play. And it was kind of like a back and forth thing, you know, but as you, as I said, we go Monday, went Tuesday, Wednesday, because you got to act like you're going to play a game and then, it's kind of just like up in the air kind of thing each week. So, oh, it must have been really crazy. Uh, so we had to do it every week as if we were playing Saturday. So, um, so then you know, kind of just like up in the air kind of thing. And but uh, what was I gonna say? Um, but yeah, it was kind of just fifty-fifty chance each Saturday. Hmm. So that was a crazy year. Thing. Yeah, definitely. Mm. That was ridiculous. So, Chase, um, you're a kicker, right? And, and and kickers matter, too. Kickers absolutely <laughs> matter. Games can, can, can come down to the foot of a kicker. So let's just talk about – just let's talk about kickers, okay? All right. So, so, Kevin, Johnny, Chase, we've all seen those videos, I know, about, you know, a day in the life of a football player, Right. Usually it's like the the star quarterback or 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 weapons around him on a team, but surprise surprise you just you just don't see that many for kickers. So let's clear the air here, Chase. What does a day in the life of a kicker such as yourself look like? Day in life, like you want me to give a day in life like my practice? Yes, my practice. So a day in the life, I'll give you the whole details. So I wake up, <laughs> I walk across because. I live in Parkview, so I just have to walk right across the street. I go to breakfast, and I make myself a, a cream cheese bagel. Oh, that's it. We have our meeting with – I'll give you a recent day in the life. So we have our meeting with Buck, Coach Buckner and Roper. Hey, Roper is our special coordinator, Buckner, yeah. analyst. And then we proceed to go to – and if we have practice, sometimes we'll have a team meeting before we go out to practice. Kind of decide uh, where, well, what the game plan is, what units are going over, and stuff like that. And so then we we get dressed in the locker room, we go out of practice, and then we stretch, and then we warm up. We do like some no steps, some one steps, and then get a couple of live ops in. And usually for me, um, since I do field goals and extra points. Um, we will do that a lot of times in the first period of practice, right after stretch. Mike Tyre will bring the team up, and then we'll go field goal, field goal, field goal. And then we'll go do about four or five kicks, and then uh, each 
Me and Lucas both will go. Lucas Patinas, who's the other kicker, will do about four or five kicks each. And then after that, you know, it's pretty laid back. We'll maybe show team for – oh, actually this past spring we were show team in a little bit for a defense, kind of attempt to run routes. And then one day we actually threw on some gloves and kind of did the whole, <laughs> whole, whole wide receiver thing. And it was, it was a great time. And sometimes we'll do that or we'll just um, – Work on some other things such as holding or specialty kicks, such as onside kicks. And then after that, we'll maybe do a little stretching out there in practice. So as if we're fall camp, if we have to kick the next day, we'll stretch at the end of practice. And then uh, we'll go back in. Then practice is concluded. We'll go back in. And then we may, but depending on how much we kick, we may get in the ice bath. We may not. And then if we didn't kick a lot, we won't. Because, like, yeah, as I said earlier, if it's not necessary, if it's not a necessity, uh, but if it is, I'll get in the ice tub. But if it's not, I uh, would say I'm not the biggest fan. You can ask the other specialists that too. But if, if I'm sore, I, I gotta hop in. And after that, you know, it's just school, eat, hang out, and that's about it. That was awesome. I <laughs> <laughs> like detail by detail what we did i couldn't know that that was super cool dude that that was just lights out that was lights out i think my favorite part lights out uh, lights out oh that was hey (laughs) (laughs) that's funny but um yeah no my favorite part there my days going into breakfast seeing buck and all the specialists and roper and eating my cream cheese bagel <laughs> every day cream cheese bagel every 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 day it's every day cream cheese bagel actually now uh bag tire got us a a chef or a guy that makes omelets on tuesdays and thursdays Ooh. so ever since we got him he's awesome too he's over there whipping omelets for everybody three <laughs> <laughs> pans going at once i mean he works his tail off and so there will be some days I'll get my bagel, and this is only on Tuesday, Thursday. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it's the cream cheese bagel. But Tuesdays and Thursdays now, recently, uh, I'm going butter on each bagel, okay. and then I'll go to the our chef, and then I'll, I'll get bacon, cheese, and eggs, and then I'll put it on my bagel, have like a bacon ah. egg bagel. That's smart. Yeah. Because the serving size are kind of hard to be leftovers. So I have like leftover scrambled eggs. Mm. Mm. That's, that's smart. The that's, that's the move. Good. Yeah. So that was that. And then that's overall, despite the fact that's kind of like the day in the life of a kicker on practice day. I like it. So I want to ask you, just in your opinion, what is the ideal temperature and, and speed of wind for, for a kick on game day? And does a place like Miami kind of, you know, is that, is that beneficial doing that in Miami or does it kind of, you know, affect the way that the ball kind of leaves your foot? Um, it's, I mean, obviously you, if you really want to go into depth, there's differences in air quality. Like obviously like out West, the air thinner, the ball's going to fly a little, a little farther. When it's a little colder, the ball might not fly as well off your foot. But Miami's, you know, it's it's, it's even though it's a little humid, it doesn't make much of it. It's a great place to kick. Um, but obviously, thinner air out west rather than thicker air, the ball's gonna fly a little better. But 
I like kicking in Miami, to be honest. It's, like I said, it's a small difference between the two. But I do enjoy kicking in Miami. Mm. I, I, obviously, like I said earlier, hot's better than cold. <laughs> yeah. mm. so, so there would be a massive difference kicking here between last year when you kicked in New Mexico State. Yes, there. Well, technically, yes, there is. The air is thinner, so the ball does. The ball, you you'll see the ball go a little higher up in the air, a little farther. There is a slight difference. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So interesting. Which I, you know, I didn't realize that until I got older. But yeah, there is a difference in how thin the air is, how thick it is. But I try not to think about that. I just try to put the ball through like. The yellow poles, and if it if it does this, I'm happy. If it doesn't do that, it's no good. So <laughs> I just try to put the ball on the yellow poles and call it a day. <laughs> just keeping it simple. I like that. Yeah. Um, so it's time to get serious now. Something something that a lot of players in both college and the and the and the professionals, the NFL, um, something something they voiced about is the argument of turf versus natural grass when it comes to playing services right and i'd like to believe that you chase have been able in your in your career to play on both types of fields especially a turf because that's what fiu uses so in your opinion is there a noticeable difference kicking footballs on turf compared to real grass and vice versa and which do you prefer um which one do I prefer? You know, there, there is a slight difference, but it's not much. Because, you know, grass, your plant's a little more, like, like stiff, right? Like, your plant's, like, because when you stick in the grass, it kind of catches. You know how turf has, like, the petals? Yeah. It like, kind of goes through, so you slips. But over time, it, you kind of just, like, it's whatever you get used to. And so, in high school, I kicked on grass. And so I was used to kicking on grass. So when I got to FIU, it took me a little bit. It took me like a week or two to get used to it. But you know, if there's any, if there's if there's like a difference between the two of which one's better, I would. So I think it's kind of goes more to like what you're more used to, and such sorts like that. Because eventually, over time, like since majority of the time I've kicked on turf. Now I'm used to turf rather than grass, so mm. my plant's a little more used to having a slight movement. So when rather than going from like which one's better, kind of depends on like which one you use more. In my opinion, that's my opinion on it. Kind of whatever one you're more used to and feel comfortable with. Let's talk about the the, the state of the kicker in 2023. Obviously, the NFL Justin Tucker, who keeps redefining his own record. And yeah. the books. So, what, what would you say about the the state of a kicker within twenty twenty three overall college and NFL? Like the state, um, like like who, like who's like the best kicker? Like, what do you mean by that? I would, you know, we can we can do that. Who's like probably a motive, like inspiration guy? You guys you look up to within the world of kicking? Uh, my probably role model in kicking. Who I can because obviously every kicker's kind of got a different way of doing things. Like Justin Tucker's legs are a lot larger than mine, so he hits the ball a lot. Because I'm I'm a whopping five eight and a half, so and I think Tucker might be six over six feet or something. His legs are super long, so I can't. I don't really. I mean, wonderful kicker can kick the ball miles and miles, 
But if I look up someone, and he's not very far from us, it's Jason Sanders. Mm. Um, okay, yeah. Um, definitely. You know, he's kind of got a a smaller build, and like I kind of like the way he uses like his whole body to get the ball there because. You know, we're pretty small, so we have to use everything we got to get to get it going somewhere. So, um, if I had to look up someone, definitely be Jason Sanders, and I think he's a phenomenal kicker and he's done well for the Dolphins. So, mm-hmm. definitely Sanders. Oh, that's 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 super cool. Of course, Dolphins fans on Sunday. Are you are you a Dolphins fan, but or are you a Falcons fan because you grew up in Georgia? I'm gonna meet you right in the middle. I'm a Jaguars fan. Whoa! Uh, go Jags! Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I love the Jaguars. Uh, you know, when Bron- I grew up in Brunswick, Georgia, and so Jacksonville is about forty-five minutes from me. So um, going up, it's kind of just been like good. Everybody in my town, you know, Atlanta's four and a half hours from us. Even though we're we're in Georgia, we, where it's a lot easier to go to Jacksonville games. So going up, it's kind of always. Uh, kind of been for the Jags mm. definitely and I'm hoping I'm hoping man I know they had like an eight and eight I think it was eight and eight year they won a playoff sure. game yeah they got they to an amazing playoff. game yeah we loved uh that made me happy because you know in the past they've been not you know not the greatest but um but I mean they're turning it up Trevor Lawrence is there you know mm. he's built his grave a little bit and uh yeah I think this next they're actually gonna be pretty good Mm. All righty. All right. Is it time for a break, Kevin? It is, Mr. Jake. All right. Then it sounds like it is time for news break. Your look at all things latest in FIU athletics and just FIU in general. So let's conveniently start with FIU football, who is on their way to Texas for the annual Conference USA football kickoff event which will take place tomorrow at globe life field at arlington texas all nine conference usa teams will be in attendance in uh, press conferences with the media both in person and digitally uh, for fiu their conference is set for 8 50 a.m central time so uh i believe 9 50 here and will feature the head coach of the team mike mcintyre along with wide receiver chris mitchell and defensive lineman jeremy passmore Sticking with football now, Conference USA has also released their annual football preseason watch list for every team, highlighting the five players that CUSA thinks everyone should watch out for. In the case of FIU, it includes former guests of the show Grayson James, uh, offensive lineman Jacob Peace, linebacker Donovan Manuel, defensive lineman Jordan Garad, and punter, punter Deton Montiel. I hope I didn't butcher that. But lastly, there might be a new revolutionary way to take selfies thanks to an FIU alum. Jesus Dobbins has recently developed the Selfie Band, an elastic curl-up stand that attaches to phones and sticks, and, and it sticks, wraps, and stands on all types of services, allowing for more creative possibilities when taking selfies wherever you go. Dobbins said that he came up with the idea during the pandemic and has done everything in his power to get the selfie band ready for commercial use, including including getting the idea patented and speaking to investors via Shark Tank to get the band mass produced. And uh, I know Kevin's going to be a fan of that. He's always taking photos, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. There was your look at a news break. 
Alrighty then, kick us off, Kevin. Alrighty, so you had a busy chase. You had a pretty busy campaign last year after playing all twelve games. You racked up fifty-two total points, including eight field goals and uh, twenty-eight uh, PATs. Just how would you grade yourself last season? I mean, just how what, what, what grade would you give yourself for your performance in twenty twenty-two? Uh, um, to be honest, I thought it was. Not the greatest. It could have been definitely. Uh, it definitely wasn't great. Um, but um, overall, it's like I didn't think I did as good as I should have done. I, to be honest, I wouldn't give myself that great. But I hope for a better outlook. I think we. I think overall as a team, though, we did a lot better than the year prior, too. So, and I think this year is going to be even better. I think mean, we've been in spring and summer ball. Like as a team, I mean, we feel a lot connected. So uh, I think it's going to be a good year this next year. Definitely. So in that, now there was one game I wanted to mention from last year, and it was the game against Middle Tennessee, right? Uh, In November, you kicked your longest field goal in your career at FIU, being 53 yards long. So take us to that play, Chase. Was there a moment when the ball left your foot that you felt like it wasn't going to make it, or were you as cool as a cucumber that you knew for sure it was going in? Like, that's light. Okay, so um, Middle Tennessee, I remember that game pretty vividly. I mean, you couldn't beat the weather that we felt when we were walking out there. It was probably 60 degrees, sunny and it felt wonderful. The, temp- <laughs> the weather was perfect for football. It was like middle of fall. It was incredible. So we're coming out, and it's the opening drive, I'm pretty sure. I think they had the ball first. We stop them. We get the ball back. I think it was very beginning of the game. I think it was the opening drive. It's not maybe second, uh, second or the second drive we had. And I remember we were driving down the field, and then we're going, we're going, we're going. And I honestly, I, I was, uh, it was kind of like a 50 50 chance we we're going to take it. And then I remember, uh, uh, um, I think it was, uh, Butch goes, we're doing it. Go. Why not? What do you guys do? I'm like, all right, let's do it. Let's go. And so me and uh, they go out there and um, I take my steps back and then we go. Snap, old kick. You know, I kind of hit it off my toe. So it was iffy because, I mean, I remember watching a video. My mom, because my parents are again, the they got videos about this far. So when I hit it, I was like, all right, well, it's online. I knew it was straight. thing is, I didn't know if it was going to get there or not. So I remember looking. It was like, it was kind of like going, 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 going. And then it was gone. It was good. So that was kind of what was going on through my head because, I mean, it made it by about that much. But it was definitely, it was one of, it was a, one of my favorite moments. That was great. Come on, and I want to know, as somebody, you know, is interested in football. How much important is it of 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 Jackson Lee, the long snapper? Like, obviously, he's the one you have to get. You know, the right snap. How important is he to make sure the ball is right there and able to kick it off? Oh, uh, he is. He's very important. I mean, I don't think Jack. I don't think long snappers in general. And Jackson Lee, I mean, he is one of the. I mean, it's not the best. He's he's an incredible long. Snapper. I mean, just from. I mean, I know even last year. Uh, I mean, he's being a freshman and starting and snapping games like that, I mean, was incredible. Composed, you know. Um, I mean, he gave me the best snaps I could have. I mean, I'm pretty sure every field goal I had 
which was laces out, which is all a kicker can ask for. And so um, he's incredible. I mean, he makes up a lot of the field team, and he's one of the main reasons why a lot of those kicks happen. I mean, I think long snap, I think him in general, I mean, incredible long snapper. And Dane Montiel, who's mm-hmm. a holder, unreal holder. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better holder and snapper. I mean, they're both off the charts. The best person I've ever had, and they've been incredible. I do want to talk a little bit about those guys. Just looking ahead at 2023, there are a few other kickers on the roster that are all looking for playing time. You know, those are Matias, Matt Enriquez, and Montiel. Just your thoughts on each of them and, and how open is the kicker position at, you know, at this time? Um, I think every year is fair. I mean, it's college. It's fair game. It's, you know, and Lucas is an incredible kicker as well. You know, I know it's college, you know, nothing's ever given. So, um, this fall camp, you know, I think I, I mean, I treat, I mean, I think it's always 50 50 every fall camp. You know, Trevor makes, whoever makes the kicks, you know, Lucas is only, I mean, as you know, he does kickoffs, you know, he's a very good field goal kicker as well. So, I mean, it's up for anyone to grab. And Dave Montiel, I go on value, the other specialist. Dave Montiel, unbelievable punter. I know he's. I think the second team or conference this or preseason or conference, you know, great guys. Actually, one of my roommates, one of my really good friends. I mean, incredible punter, one of the most consistent punters I've seen. You know, hope the 45 yards, four or five outside the hashes every time by where Rover wants it, you know. And then Matt Enriquez, hard working guy, you know, great kicker as well, too. He works his tail off, you know. If you need someone on scout team, Matt's the first one to raise his hand. And he's the most hardworking I've probably been around in, in my life. And then uh, Jackson Lee, as I said prior, unbelievable snapper, especially being 18 years old and throwing in the college game. You know, it's I mean, that's not an easy position to be in. And he excelled in every aspect of it last year. And he will do this year. I'm pretty sure I'm positive on that. And then. Uh, we've got um, Jordan Doling, the Australian. He's mm. a huge, massive guy. I mean, he's 6'5", or 230. Might be the biggest punter in America. But he was also an incredible punter. You know, him and he gives Dayton some time. Dayton also does well, too. You know, those two are pretty back and forth today. And Jordan Doling is a great punter as well. And then we have a new guy, uh, Tyler Patterson, who – has a real he's a freshman incoming freshman. There I won't be surprised if he making a lot of fields for FIU in uh in the next coming years. You know, he has a huge like um we seen him kick it this summer and even he does both two months as well. And he's also a very good punter. He does it all. So those are the those are the guys right there. Are we good? Yeah, yeah Johnny, you okay? <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> oh, oh, you're doing great. Okay, yeah. Good. <laughs> now, I want to know, uh, Chase, about the chemistry. Because, you know, whether or not, you know, spring practice, fall practice, you guys are all together, probably yeah. off the field. So what is, like, the whole social teams group and what you guys are like, you know, uh, all season long? All season long, we're always with each other. Even off the field, um, we're always really with each other. Um, on and off, we're pretty just late. We all just, like, kind of just obviously practice whatever coaches do. Oh, ask us to do it, we'll go do it. But other than that, we're, we're kind of, well, I would say we're a little bit of some goofballs sometimes. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, no, I mean, I mean, the chemistry's great between us, you know. Your typical college specialist, uh, hanging out, just kind of doing whatever because I do. And if they don't ask us to do anything, we're kind of goofing off just a little bit. But obviously, whatever our coaches ask, we do and get it done. But you know, the chemistry's great between all of us. And I mean, even off field, we're usually hanging out, doing stuff, going to the pool, going to the beach, hanging out around campus, playing FIFA, and stuff like that. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, already then, Chase. So let let let's assume that the the starting kicker come week zero for FIU football is Chase Gabriel. So if that's the if that's the case, do you have have you set a uh, a season goal for yourself in one way or the other? Whether it's an amount of field goals you want to make, the highest field goal you think you you can make this season. What what are the goals you have set upon yourself this season? Um, to just help the team in any way I can. I individually, it's kind of obviously I want to put every ball in the upright in between the yellow poles. But uh, my main goal is to help the team, not hurt the team. And you know, I definitely uh, would like to have a better years in the past. You know, but my main goal is to help the team. And you know, in any way. If it's and if it is, if I'm kicking, I hope I uh, help the team in any way and don't hurt it when I'm out there. And then if I'm not kicking, I hope I'm helping the team, encouraging players to go on the field and encouraging whoever's kicking, like great, like encourage them, keep them confident, keep them making the field goal. But yeah, that's 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 kind of like my overall goal. Um, personally, like stats wise, um. Not necessarily have anything. I just said, just definitely missing field goals hurts the team. So I don't want to do that. So just making field goals, putting it through the uprights, and just helping the team in any way I can. And if it's being the kickers, being the kickers, if it's not, then it's encouraging. I do want to ask you about Zach Roper. He's the new special teams coordinator. Just how's it been working with him? Oh, it's awesome. You know, he's he's great. Um, he's really come in. And, you know, he's also he's been I, he's working with two good series doing. Um, defense and special teams right now and so he's working his tail off coming in and uh you know he spends uh he's he's got to spend a lot of time with defense but then uh, he, he takes a lot of his own time to come out with us and uh, be in depth with us like um kind of like coach us up on a couple of things you know really in depth you know he's awesome uh i'm very um happy to have him. And then finally before we go to rapid fire jake i don't know if you're gonna ask this at the end but who do you think should be the next football player we bring onto this podcast? The next football player? <laughs> it could be anyone on the team. Lucas Matias. <laughs> he is an uh, hey, Lucas Matias, great human, unbelievable character. You guys will love to have him on here. He is he's something else. He'll give you guys the giggles, I'm telling you that. I right. love what was it, the pooch kick he made against LaTeX? Yep. Unbelievable. Yep. This unbelievable pitcher like this. <laughs> awesome, and, you know he, he. That's him. Then he is very outgoing. He's incredible. He'd be the perfect guy for this positive podcast. I'm telling you that. Right. Yeah, that was an incredible kick. Uh, we'll get him. I was gonna ask that, Kevin. Damn. All right. Okay. <laughs> no. It's it, it's 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 good it's good that we know this. So, so next time we 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 approach Randy, 
we we know we know who we're gonna want, right? So um, yeah. shout out Randy. So, I think this uh, is a trend we have to do every every time we got to get a, a different player to tell us who's the next one. Facts. That's big facts. Yeah, we absolutely have to do that. So, all right, Chase. Uh, let's let let's chill out and ha- and ha- do some rapid fire questions, yeah. right? So. Let, let's start with our good friend Grayson James, who told us in the episode we had him on that you were the funniest player on the team. If that's so, what's the funniest thing you've done on that team? Uh, oh boy. Let me think. Oh, uh, that's funny. I mean, I guess I'm funny. I don't know. Um, Funniest thing I've done, you know, I kind of dig you with it sometimes in the locker room. Ooh, I see those videos. Posted yeah, we, like we, the, we the, do see those. The last time that we had the rain delay from spring yeah. game. Uh, I mean, I kind of do like a little twirl spin. Like, I yeah. made my bunch. I'll, I'm just kind of just like moving my head a ton and spinning and just moving my hands. Um, I've gotten a couple haircuts, hairdos. Uh, oh, I shaved my head a couple months ago, um, and then not nah, probably the fun. I guess just getting jiggy with it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, I can't really give you one, but I guess just jiggy, just dancing, getting doing like a little twirl. I don't even know what I call it. I just put my right foot over the left and just get a nice little spin. Well, we'll see what the post when after like Hunter posts the little post game vids, the wins. We got it. We got to see it. We, okay. we have to, okay. yeah. I'll give you a little twirl spin. I'll give it to you guys. Yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping I have to – I hope I get to do a bunch of them this year. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Think I, I think I think it's going to be a good year. I do want to ask you, who who gets – who if you had to give someone the ox, who are you giving the ox and who are you not giving the ox? Uh, if I could give someone the ox – it would be Will Pendergrass. Mm-hmm. If I'm not giving someone the ox, I love you, Matt, but it's going to be you, homie. I love you to death, but it's not Matt and Rikas. <laughs> Wait, what's, what's, on Will, what's on Will's uh, playlist? Uh, he's got a little bit of everything. You know, he's got country, which I like, and then he's got, you know, some house music, which I've just became accustomed to down in Miami, and then He's got some EDM, and then he's got – those are the three main ones that he plays a lot. It's pretty good, though. He's Not got Bad the, Bunny? He's got the whole spectrum. Not Bad Bunny, though? Not Bad Bunny. Sometimes okay. sometimes I'll flip in a Bad Bunny song there. The little TT made for Gunto. <laughs> right. Okay. You, 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 you can't escape Bad Bunny. There's just no way. Oh, uh, not, not down there. No, no shot. <laughs> he's everywhere. Definitely. I got to know, you talked about kickers. You said Jason Sanders. Who was the greatest of all time in your eyes as a kicker? Greatest of all time? Uh, got to be either um, Vinatieri or um, Justin Tucker. You know, mm. Justin Tucker or Vinatieri. Even though I look up Jason Sanders, those are the two. If you want to talk about overall career, I mean, I think Justin Tucker's in his peak of his career right now. Yeah. yeah. And he's incredible. And then Vinatieri, obviously, in the past was very good, too. 
Okay, well, the, the, then let's, let's before we continue, by the way, there's Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Is my camera on? No. I don't know what's happening. All right, hold up. Give me a second. You ask my questions, Johnny. Okay, well, what I wanted to, what I wanted, let, let's rephrase that best kicker question. The Super Bowl's on the line. It comes down to a kicker to make, uh, to make a 40-yard kick. Who in the history of the NFL are you choosing? Mm. Does it matter like how old they are now? No, it doesn't. At their prime. At their prime. Judging them like off the basic peak of each career. Yes. Okay. Vinatieri then. Mm. Yeah. Hey Kevin. Yeah, we have to make a camera adjustment. (laughs) All righty. Definitely Vinatieri. Mm-hmm. I think guy, my guy that I'm choosing. Guy right. Okay. It, it it's a good pick. It's a good pick. Um, so let's let's. I'd I'd like to know your thoughts, Chase, on uh, your workspace being the FIU football stadium. I I know re- you recently the the locker rooms were renovated. You got to see those along with a bunch of other new, um, I believe hydrotherapy and other uh, available uh, recovery. Uh, things for for the football players. So I was just, what are your thoughts on uh, on the stadium? Oh, it is so nice. I'd say, I mean, you walk in and it just feels so different than before. You know, we've got this like we've got now. It's like different lights. It's very bright now. Walk. In. What what's like the whole little thing? Uh, whatever. It's really what it's really what it felt like while going in there, and then uh, got this amount of space, and then got all kind. We got this like code lock in a locker, and Mac. We're very blessed. I mean, Mac and Tyler bought out for us for that. We can't thank him enough. Um, I mean, the locker's awesome. Oh yeah, I saw it's a it's a beautiful locker room. Oh yeah, it's It's pretty good. Definitely, and one thing that's nice now because you know our our kicker meetings aren't nearly as long as some other meetings. It's not necessarily as much coverage. Kind of, you make the field goal, you don't make the field goal. You put the kickoff here, and you put the front punt there. So we spent a lot of time in the locker room, and so now we got these uh, these all the seats are connected. So now you can just lay back on the seats while we're waiting. <laughs> everyone get back, and everyone just like a lot of special laying across each line of seats that that's another benefit into that locker room they got no you're on campus obviously you, you live in the dorms what's your favorite place to eat on campus favorite place yeah uh mira's food truck but it's probably the worst for me but <laughs> food truck oh it's so good and then i'll say a choppy chop bowl is pretty good from Poyo. And then, um, what else is there? You know, Lucas actually put me on this new place, uh, Sergio's. That, oh, that's yeah. my favorite. They that's a really good place. Fire. Sergio's is pretty good. Um, yeah, those three are my kind of my go to. And then Chili's is fun too because, you know, everyone goes to Chili's. So it's mm. a nice place to like, eat, hang out, and stuff like that. I like Chili's. Mm. Do you like so, your are you a Chipotle guy? I wasn't. And then now, I mean, I got FIU and like, because I was just kind of like, I was like, 
I was super plain. You know, I'd get a, a Mexican restaurant and order. I was the guy that would order chicken fingers and fries. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 ideas, though? I, 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 I remember my mom, she'd get so mad at me. I would get, we'd go there. I would go to this place called Cilantro's back home after church. And they'd go around the menu of my family and I'd be like, what do you want? I'm like, chicken fingers. <laughs> and then, so then I get chicken fingers. But now I've kind of expanded my horizons. Oh, uh, okay. So now we're, we're not doing chicken fingers at Mexican No shame, though. No shame. No. I was a huge fan. I was, yeah, I was that guy. It was bad. But now, you know, I don't do, I mean, when we, I was going to Chipotle my sophomore year, spring almost every week. One, I was doing, but I get, I get the burritos. I get guac, sour cream. Actually, my roommate Hayden Carlson put me on this one. You guys should try it out. It's guac, sour cream, pizza beans, white rice, half chicken, half steak, and that's a mega meal. Yeah, it's. I think that's it. But that's. It is so good. All the those... Johnny Chipotle is good, bro. Oh, we're yes, not doing that. You don't, doing that. you don't like Chipotle? I'm a Moe's guy. I like Moe's best. Moe's? What you, uh, what's that burrito they call? They have there. Like, uh, you get. Uh, I will say the stack's pretty good. Like, you know? Yeah, like I know what you're talking about. Like the stack is pretty good. It's a lot of food too. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, that's that's the perfect segue into this next question. Let's say tomorrow FIU says, all right, we're bringing out a new restaurant onto campus and Chase Gabriel decides what it's going to be. What's your pick? Ooh, Chipotle would get so packed. I don't know. If I want but Panther Bucks for Chipotle sound. Oh. Mm. <laughs> oh. I was thinking Raising Canes. That's a good one. All right. Hey, that is all, you know. I wish we had a Zaxby's down here because growing up, Zach was my favorite fast food. Yeah. But Raising Cane's the same exact thing. Yeah. Mm. That, that was pretty money. I think I might get Raising Cane's. Mm. It also be it make it killing. Yeah. It, would, it, it might hurt the main food truck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, poor guy. And the guy that runs it is my homie. Well, I haven't seen him in a while because. <laughs> Because I haven't gone, or I also was summer, but dang, that word hurt <laughs> my homie because she had raising hands. I'm gonna get raising hands. Sorry, homie. I need to try raising hands. It's so good. It'd be, you know, that's Jake's go-to spot. Jake has that like once a week. Yeah, so I'm down in Homestead, and they and they built one like a mile, like two miles away from where I live. So. Oh, the one in Homestead? Yeah, so it's it's very good. I, and, I, I do enjoy it. And there's one in South Beach, too. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. there is, there is, there is. You know, I've, I'm pretty mad at myself. I've, I mean, I love Canes, but, you know, I've not yet gone to the one down there. I've made I've made a couple plans to go, like, a day, probably go to Canes one. It fell through. And <laughs> I've yet. Uh, I mean, that's my good – after, of course, we start fall camp on Wednesday. So, I don't know if I'm going to go in the next three weeks, but once fall camp's over, that's going to be good too. I'm gonna try okay, to just, just quick tip. 
if, if you do want to go, don't don't use the drive through. The drive through, no matter what time of day you go, you, it is, it'll always be full. Just walk in and get the food because there's barely ever a line because there's like three cashiers working the working the front at once. So yeah. they get your order in and out quickly inside. Not the drive service is not it though. Yeah, the drive through ain't Never it. it. Just, like just go in, get your food, get in, and come out. It's that's a much better system. Same thing with Chick Fil A. With Chick Fil A, that drive through is horrid. Oh, by Flagler. Are you talking about the one? Oh, are you, are you, are you talking about the one on Flagler? No, there's another one. Um, it was like one of the more on? recent. It's by FIU. It's not too far. It's like 20 minutes away, maybe. Uh, well, there's there's a Chick-fil-A on Flagler. Or, you know, we come out of FIU, take a left, right by the Target. Oh, okay, I know I know where that oh, is. Yeah. All right, yeah. all right, all right. Stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I remember because huge fan of Chick-fil-A. Growing up, I ate it all the time. And so I went there. And, Dak, I mean, they have like three lines going all the way through the parking lot. I mean, it was the longest Chick-fil-A line I've ever seen. It's always worth it, though, in the end, though. It's like... Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Look, a nice uh, chicken nugget meal with a large cookies and cream milkshake. You can't miss. You can't go wrong with that. Well, it was one at FIU, though, so it doesn't... It actually, we're good with that. It's at FIU. Oh, uh, yeah, so... Yeah. That is, yeah, I usually just go to that one. But yeah. that, I found start to go to flag one, but usually it's just a nice little way around campus, right to that little left corner of campus. I think it's actually your Moses is there too now. That's true. Yeah, I, I, that's where I go. That's that's the go to. So you got all you got your two money places in the same same little plaza. Yeah. I want to know. Uh, I have a question because I know you're on campus. Do you have a scooter? Are you? Do you have a scooter? Or what, do you have motor transportation? Do you walk? What's the uh, What's the idea for Chase Gabriel? No, but Lucas has a scooter, so I just ride. We we'll do like the little. I hold. It's kind of uh, well. I'll hold on to his shoulders and we'll just we'll just head somewhere, or I'll just use borrow a scooter. Actually, I see. I see all all you guys with the scooters. It's 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 smart though. I mean, you don't want to walk. You know, one side to another. You know. Oh yeah, and in the summer. Oh, you walk. If I were to walk from Parkview to Chick Fil A in the summer, oh my gosh, I'd be dripping. I'd be. But usually, me and Lucas just hop on the scooter and go to wherever. His scooter's so nice. Oh, I'm about. We're actually me and a couple buddies about to move off here soon, and uh, I'm gonna have to get something now, so I don't have to be walking. I'm like, I think I'm gonna bring a little beach cruiser down there. Mm. My bike to class or to the facility, or am I have to invest in a scooter because those things are nice. Yeah, everyone has it. Everyone has it. I, I mean, everywhere. Yeah, like I think at least fifteen or twenty people on a team have a scooter. Jesus. Yeah, they're they're definitely they're definitely not. Bad. Have you seen the the new the the FIU vice jerseys yet or or no? No, not yet. A secret for we. I think I think I'm gonna see them very soon though. Uh, How excited are you for that? I think in about two days or a day, I'm guessing. Because usually, like you know, we have this meet, or actually, it's gonna be tomorrow night. <laughs> we have a meet. We have like a little dinner, a little get together before we go in like a spring ball or camp after break. And usually, there's some little surprise. I think. I think I might see them tomorrow night. Oh my God! Please. Have you guys seen them? 
No, no we're, we're just like everybody else. We yeah. want to see him so bad. And it's worse oh, because you see all these NFL teams uh, on social media, right? Revealing new uniforms like the Seahawks, the Colts, the uh, the Titans and whatnot. We're like, damn, I wish FIU would follow suit and just drop them already, man. I, yeah, they got to keep it a secret. Oh, God. And uh, I'm ready to see them there. I think they're going to look sweet. I do, I do know that you guys are going to wear them late in the year, though. I think it's against UTEP here at home. So Ooh. is that or is that maybe a homecoming game or a... no? I think that's oh. an ES, that's a national. I think that's an ESPN game. So is that right? What? That's right. I do want to ask you though. That's interesting. For you, probably the first time in you know in college career. What is it like playing on Wednesdays now for in the month of October? What is that going to be like for you? Oh, I mean, I'm I'm pretty fired up uh, yeah. for ESPN. I mean, I love it. Yeah, that's, you know, it's gonna bring us more viewers. I get. I mean, what's I mean. What else is someone going to watch on Wednesday? You got college football on. Yeah, right. I, I'm all for it. I think mm. it was a good by the conference. So, yeah, it's going to bring more viewers, more people. To get, you know, I'm all for it. I'm going to love it. Mm. Definitely. Big or, fact. Guys, do you guys like the Wednesday games? Oh, I love it. Awesome. it, it it's going to be awesome because – there, there's just so much to watch on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and of course Sunday. But Wednesday, Wednesday is one of those days in like sports where there's usually not much going on. So, yeah. you're, you're, yeah. I mean, watching some, it's either going to be your Netflix show or it's going to be whatever you're watching. Or the new, if you're watching the news channel, but mm-hmm. you might as well watch college football. Yeah, on oh, ESPN. Yeah. You were on ESPN. There's nothing better to watch in college sports. There's nothing. Yeah. You can't beat it. No, you so can't. I'm, I think it's going to do great. I'm looking forward to the Wednesday games. Schedule's going to feel a little different at first because, you know, pra- instead of game to be on Saturday, it's going to be like a practice day. But it's going to make up for it. I think it's going to be just fine. I'm looking yeah. forward definitely. Oh, Chase, we can't thank you enough for spending an hour with us just talking all things FIU football and raising canes and Zaxby's and Moe's. Uh, oh, yeah. Thank you guys for having me. It was awesome. So – Let's let let's close the show now with uh, a word from our guest Chase. We're gonna leave we're gonna leave the floor to you. If you have anything you'd like to say to the fans, the alumni, to your teammates, to anyone watching about this upcoming football season, the floor is yours. The Panthers are on the prowl. That's all I say, and we're gonna be prowling all season long. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I went for a drink of water and I had to immediately put it down. No, but why not? Oh, and, and go to the games. Go yeah, to the games, everybody watching. You better. We'd love to have you. We would really enjoy it. Thank you. And the Wednesday one too. Yeah, Wednesday's gonna be worth it. Gonna be able to do. So come to the football games. Kevin, Johnny, y'all have anything uh anything left for the viewers? No, just stay tuned for, for all our big transitions from one spot to another. And yeah, I guess for all our followers who are who are on Lemon City, just you know, make sure that yes. going from one yes. place to another. We'll make it clear, don't worry. We'll put hey, Johnny? out now it was great having Chase on, obviously. Good luck with uh with fall camp. I know it's it's always a grind with those with those three weeks, but uh before you know what, football season about a month now until you guys kick off against Lock Tech, which should be uh, really, really exciting for, for the whole uh, athletic department. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, definitely. Chase, once again, uh, thanks for joining. And you know, to all our fans watching on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube, until next time.
Paws up. Paws up.